We all know of some really big corporations which started off in basements. We need to focus here that basement belonged to the parents. And today, I want to speak about the journey of staying at your parents' house as an entrepreneur. And I guess today is in a similar situation. His name is Craig Fernandez. He's the CEO and founder of Lock and Stock, a student-based app. So guys, what are you waiting for? Let's jump right into it. And I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey Craig, what's up? Welcome to the fourth episode of The Road Less Taken. How are you today? Hi, Sonal. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. I am doing very, very fine. How are you doing? I'm good as well. So, Craig, we all know, uh, I, I know, the community knows what Lock and Stock is, <laughs> but the people who do not know, do you want to tell them what is Lock and Stock and who is Craig Fernandez? Really quick. Sure, sure. So, um, hi guys, my name is Craig Fernandez. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Lock and Stock. Lock and Stock is a mobile application with a mission, you know, social entrepreneurship at its finest. Um, we are a mobile application that actually aims to help students stay off their phones. And we do that by rewarding students with, with, with keys, which is our in-app currency, which can then be used for offers, discounts, internships, and scholarships. Um, I think at present time, there are about 55,000 students on the platform. Um, we have students from about 22 countries around the world. And in our, in our existence so far, in our time on the App Store and the Play Store so far, we've accounted for about 650 years of total time spent offline. So that's what we do in a nutshell right there. Hmm, that's interesting. So Craig, today I wanted to touch up on a topic which, is, which was interesting to me uh, personally because I am I'm a guy who's trying to make it at the same time living with his parents to kind of save some cash on stuff like rent and whatnot. Whereas you also started with a similar journey. Uh, now obviously Lock and Stock has become this platform which is going global so yes my first question to you is that what is the process like like do you think it's in in a nutshell do you think living with your parents is is a pro it worked out really well for you or do you think that if you were in a different setup you the company would have turned out to be different do you do you think that way oh <clears throat> uh, so i mean that 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 that's a fairly interesting question right so just just want to add, you know, I, I still live with my parents. Um, I We still live in the same apartment that we lived in for the last um, 12 years, I think. Uh, still live 10 minutes walking distance from my high school as well. Um, and yeah, you know, that's the scene where we're at. Now, I, 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 think, I think there's a lot of advantages with living at home. And one of the key ones is that, you know, you can keep your costs down. So the thing is when you're launching your startup and you're launching a new company, it's, it's very, very important to maintain this like lean model. And when I say lean, you know, you got to keep expenses to a minimum, which means you're only spending money where it matters. And that's really marketing and or tech or operations or something like that. Um, <clears throat> but, but in terms of wage expenses, you know, we can, I can afford to not pay myself because I don't have to pay a rent or anything along those lines. I live with my parents, um, maybe contribute at home a little bit, but it's, it's a lot, it's a lot lesser than if I was just living by myself. That allows us to maintain a lean structure, which allows us to prioritize cash and thus move faster. And I think if you, if you take a look at like almost all of the really, I think the greatest entrepreneurs in history, um, you know, Steve Jobs and Steve Jobs lived with his mom 
Um, and I think the company was founded in Steve Jobs' mom's garage, uh, which is where Apple operated out of for their first like one, one and a half year. Today, you think Apple is this $1.2 trillion company, but with this like, yeah, with this like, you know, um, $200 million new HQ in Cupertino, California. But that's where they started. Um, I think, <clears throat> so, I mean, Bezos, Jeff Bezos was like 35 years old when he launched Amazon. He was a little old, had a wife and two kids. But Amazon was run out of his house, per se. Um, but I think a better, a more relevant example would be, would be Elon Musk. No, yeah, no, not Elon Musk, I'm sorry. Travis Kalanick, Travis Kalanick, CEO, CEO and founder of Uber. Um, so Travis Kalanick, when he founded Uber, was actually a second time entrepreneur. His first startup, which he exited, and I think he made somewhere around like, you know, $30 million from his first startup, and then $30 million that he got from the first startup, he was then able to invest back into Uber. But for his first startup, when he was building his first company, <clears throat> Travis Kalanick lived at home, literally. He lived at home with his parents. It took him like, I think, five years. He's lived with his parents for five years, built that company up, sold the company, made a nice little amount of cash, and then was able to invest that money to Uber, move out, yada, yada, all that stuff. So <clears throat> just the pure fact that, you know, this lean model, keeping costs to a minimum and focusing or channeling your money where it matters, which really means, in essence, that what that, all those nice words, what they really mean is minimizing wage expenses. You can afford to pay yourself less if you're living with your parents. It's highly beneficial like that. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with you that on, on, on those kind of terms, because at this point, we are not paying, like I'm not paying myself, but, and like I can afford to do that. Um, so yeah, just, just like, I'm just going to like the negative thoughts of it. Like how many times have your like parents or your mom said like, Hey, why are you always sitting in that room? Can you just come outside and like, you know, <laughs> spend some time um, with us? <laughs> uh... Uh, that, 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 that really doesn't happen to me very often. I don't know about any, anybody else. It doesn't really happen to me very often. Um, I, I guess, yeah, I don't know. I think my parents understood from when I was like, so I launched my first company and I was 15 years old mm-hmm. and I launched my second company when I was 18. Of course, when I was 18, I was living in the United States, living by myself in the United States. Um, but when I was 15, I lived at home and I think I've always just been like a workaholic. And my parents understand that. So when I when I when I do spend time with them, and when I do when I when I am just like you know not working, um, then I'm like chilling with them or something. But <clears throat> I usually we usually don't have to go through that. The the the, the one I think hiccup or the one friction point would be you know like me staying up very very late. Uh-huh. The thing is, uh, I I think I myself as well as many other people in the lock and stock team. I think we work 70 hour, 80 hour, 90 hour weeks. So it's 14 hours a day, 15 hours a day, 16 hours a day, 17 hours a day at a minimum. And that requires just a very, very late nights, waking up, you know, very, very late nights. You go to sleep at like 6 a.m. You wake up at like 10 a.m. Um, and that causes some friction every once in a while. Also leads to very, very bad eating habits, stuff like that, which friction i mean i have heard that you know why don't you eat lunch and why don't you eat dinner why are you not eating stuff like that but um that, that's just part and parcel of the thing and i mean your parents care about you so they're gonna they're gonna say those things but i think those those are some friction points per se mm-hmm. so how do you think that you kind of tackle those friction points like do you just go with the flow or like <laughs> do you actually um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, um, 
I mean, if there's work that has to get done, the work needs to get done. I actually have this very, very interesting work pattern where um, I consider myself highly, highly productive. And on a given day, I will complete maybe 40 tasks off my like to-do list. It's a lot of work in one particular day. Um, and I think from, from the time that I was young as well, I built up this habit of just, you know, you know, only watching something that I wanted to watch or only going and like watching the match or watching a TV show or only eating per se after the work gets done. And that's, it's a bad habit. I'm not going to lie, but it's, it's what keeps me highly, highly productive. And at the end of the day, if the work has to get done, the work has to get done. I'm, I'm not going to go and do anything else. I don't care who says anything. But, yeah. Interesting. So do you think, do you think like your thought process is sometimes broken off or you are distracted sometimes just the fact that you're staying at home, probably there's some noise, (laughs) relatives come over, that kind of stuff. It's just, just regular stuff that happens at home. Uh, Not, not really, not really, not really. Um, I know for people who live in bigger houses, like a villa or something, if if you're working on the top floor, Nothing that happens downstairs is going to really annoy you, I don't think. But um, we live in an apartment. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it does get a little noisy every once in a while, I guess. But in that scenario, I just pop on the headphones, put on some music and just get back to work. So, I mean, there are ways around it. You got to work your way around it. It's not, it's not optimal, per se, when people come over, there's noise. Um, <clears throat> but you got you to work your way around it. It's a problem that you got to solve. It's a fairly easy problem, I think. Yeah. All things considered. But it, it's a problem. But headphones and music that should be able to to move you past it i think all, all i'm saying is so i think my main point that i was trying, like that i'm coming to is the fact that they, there are pros there are cons but i i firmly actually believe that the pros far outweigh the cons when it comes to entrepreneurship per se now if you're if you're <clears throat> if you have a nine to five and if you're just working per se then go get your own place like what are you still doing living with your parents go get your own place like 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 become like an adult um but if you're an entrepreneur and you're launching a startup um it's very very important to keep your costs at a minimum and that pro far outweighs any cons i think mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting that you said that you know obviously nine to five make a decent people who work nine to five they make they make sort of a decent amount of money to to you know rent their space do you think once that happens with lock and stock and you start you like you start paying yourself a decent amount would you move out of your house or would you still continue staying in? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I think once I can like, <clears throat> once I can like pay myself a, a living wage mm-hmm. per se, then, then I probably would explore other options. Yeah. With regard to like, you know, where, where I stay uh, simply because, you know, I, I think once you hit a certain point in life, um, there's a degree of privacy that you want. You want to be able to do your own things. Nobody really telling you what to do. Um, there's a degree of, there's, there's all of that aspects that I, I guess are just part of growing up per se. So once I can pay myself a, a living wage, um, and I mean, we can right now, I can pay myself a living mm-hmm. wage right now. I just choose not to because growth mindset above all else. Um, but maybe, maybe in about, I don't know, six months time or a year's time, um, when, when, when I do opt or when we opt to pay ourselves living wages, uh, at least the founding team per se, the five main people, Everybody else in the company gets like living wages. The founding people with equity, we suppress our wages. We have like minimal stipends mm-hmm. because what we say is that, you know, if instead of paying ourselves, since we own equity in the company, instead of paying ourselves, it would be more beneficial to pay either other people who work with the company um, or just channel that money into marketing. But I think once, once we can get over that, 
And once the founding team decides to pay itself, um, then once I have a living wage, I think I probably would just get my own space. Because then, I mean, in that scenario, if we've reached that point, then we're not really bootstrapped anymore. The lean model doesn't really apply. So the pro kind of becomes irrelevant. Fair. Also, just like, just for this question, I would like to add that people who don't know that your your father is your is also the COO in Lock and Stock. So, working with him, uh, I just want to know that how much involvement uh, of him is in Lock and Stock, and have you ever had like a situation where you have a difference of opinion with him, and you guys? Are, I mean, that happens even regularly <clears throat> in founders. But uh, but yeah, how, how how is it with with Ben Yop and your own father? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, dad dad works on Lock and Stock full time, and he mm-hmm. really oversees our entire B two B arm of Lock and Stock, which is really partner acquisitions for brands, universities, that kind of stuff. Uh, works on Lock and Stock full time, day in day out. Um, probably spends, I think he spends like fifty to sixty hours per week working on Lock and Stock. So he's very very involved and. Um, he was also like when we launched Lock and Stock, it was just myself and him, just the two of us. Um, that's that that's um, that has some pros and some cons, I suppose. Uh, from a pro standpoint, I guess there's always an there's always a path to a resolution because we both have the same objectives primarily. Um, whereas you know, with different founders or different people, um, objectives may differ depending on the person. But because the two of us come from really the same background. Mm-hmm. Uh, our objectives are the same so there's always a path to a resolution at least with dialogue um <clears throat> on the flip side i think there's a little bit more there's there's a bit more diplomacy required so with 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 somebody else if i disagree with them i can just tell them to off mm-hmm. um but you know i have to i have to maintain a bit more diplomacy because you know dad and myself we also live together there's a lot of friction mm-hmm. that might be that might be born from that yeah. so it just it just treading with caution treading with caution i think is is the preferred route um but there is always if you tre- as long as you tread with caution there's 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 dialogue open there's always room for resolution so that's a that's a pro and a con i think hmm. and do you think staying with your parents uh kind of because because entrepreneurs go through a lot of mental pressure right so Obviously, parents will always be there for you regardless what happens. So do you think that sort of helps you in a better way? If, like, just imagine mm-hmm. if you're in a different situation and this situation, do you think it mentally helps you better because you can always run back to your parents if something goes terribly wrong? Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I don't know about, I don't know about running back, but uh, mm-hmm. from, a, from, a, from a particular perspective, for sure. I mean, there are definitely pros to that as well. Um, always someone to talk to, per se. You know, if, if, things are, if things didn't go your way, or if things are down, or, you know, something that was supposed to happen didn't happen, whatever, you know, that, that's life. But, but there's always someone to talk to, which is a, another big positive, I think. And that, that tends to take, I think that takes uh, some of the pressure off as well. Um, just because you know that there's there's a support system close by, but frankly speaking, you know I, I I still do think that even if you live separately, it's not really that much of a pro because even if you live separately, it's it's not eighteen fifty. You can pick up the phone and call whoever you want. <laughs> yeah. You can call your parents also if you want. So in terms of people to speak to stuff like that, that's that's at a minimal. I think it's nice mm. if they're in the other room, but you can always just call them as well. So that works. Hmm. Interesting. 
And uh, do you do you think being being at home? Do you get do you get pampered sometimes, like getting getting food in your hands and stuff like that? <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, I, I guess, but <clears throat> so the thing is, I, I lived by myself for four years and mm-hmm. I had to cook for myself and like, yeah, fend for myself and like, you know, wash my own clothes and stuff like that. Yeah. So I lived by myself for four years. I, it really doesn't matter to me whether I'm living at home or not living at home with regard to like food and stuff like that. Yeah, I can, I mean, it is, it is more convenient, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it is more convenient, I suppose. But the thing is, I've always come from a household in which everybody works and there there are no like there's no help per se so i mean even when i was like seven years old i'd have to unlock the door come home unlock the door enter my house serve myself and eat so um there's food cooked nobody's gonna serve for you um so i mean yeah so most of the times we order out in the evenings as well because everybody works um so yeah on that note I think I think we're we we've always been more of a more of a um, untraditional type of family. Everybody mm-hmm. works. We mostly eat out. I think I think half of our meals in a given week, more than half, maybe seventy five percent of our meals in a given week, are just takeout or ordered from mm-hmm. outside. Um, <clears throat> so and we usually just cook on the weekends. So so yeah, I mean it is it is a plus. It is a benefit. But yeah, I. I don't know. That that's not really one of the reasons why I stay at home. Mm-hmm. So, in a nutshell, you think that obviously staying at home is the, the main plus is obviously saving up cash, staying within your budgets, and and that's pretty much it. Otherwise, you think that it's it's pretty much the same if you stay alone or stay outside. For the most part, for the most part, sure. Um, like, see, the thing is, like, you know, and this is this coming back to what I said earlier, like, if you have a nine to five, or if you're working somewhere, grow up, go get your own place. Um, <laughs> but if you're an entrepreneur, the equation significantly changes because now yeah. your income is variable, yada, 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 um, which is really just the cost factor. Um, and, you know, as long as as long as, you know, you're contributing at home, stuff like that, it would be beneficial, I think, for entrepreneurs to consider staying at home just longer to give their company more space to live. If they're thinking about like, if they're thinking about like, oh, you know, like cooking for themselves or like, you know, doing laundry, cleaning, stuff like that. In fact, the matter is that you're still a child. Honestly, if those, if those are the things that are like keeping you at home, then you're just over-reliant on your parents. So I honestly, that, that's just my God honest feedback. Um, I'm telling you we're a little untraditional like that, but that, that's just what I think about staying at home per se. Hmm. No, that's been interesting. I think I think that's that's pretty much uh, a few things which are on my mind and which I want to do uh, put a clause on this on this episode. <laughs> yeah, you know, Saha, I just want to add that, like, you know, I've been yeah. on a lot of podcasts, but I think I think this podcast was very interesting because the topic was just a uh, bit of a left curve, a left ball, like like entrepreneurship while staying at home. I think that, I think that was a very interesting topic. I'm sure there are many entrepreneurs out there who have this question in mind mm-hmm. per se. So I just want to point out that it was a very, very interesting podcast. It's actually that a lot of young kids stay at home, uh, like, like, like people like my age or your age, they, they mm-hmm. do tend to stay at home. And even though they're not, if they're not entrepreneurs, even if they're working a nine to five, they do stay at home because obviously you do save a lot of money on rent. Uh, and rent is, is one of the most expensive things here in Dubai, in UAE per se. 
So so yeah, and I, I mean, I I personally don't know any entrepreneurs staying at home, uh, but but I do know a lot of people who work nine to five and they do stay at home. Uh, but yeah, that's been amazing, Craig. Thank you so much for coming on this on this podcast. And that's it. That's pretty much it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Sahil. Always a pleasure. You know that. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, <clears throat> have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about Craig's journey, check our Instagram page. It is humans underscore off underscore entrepreneurship, where you can find his full journey of how he started off and where Lock and Stock is right now. Until then, stay safe, guys, and keep following us for more updates.